Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync, so even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, so ambitious companies have the precision control and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. Scott Galloway is off again today, and we are lucky to be joined by author, commentator, and podcaster, Baratundi Thurston. Baratundi, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kara. I am not in Ibiza. I am not on drugs. I am Ibiza. I have chosen to be with you like a responsible co-host. Just saying. You know what you do? You're working too. You're working. Tell, I want you to tell us about what you're doing. You're, you're, I love Puck so far. So many of the people there, I, I think, are quite good. Thank you. I yeah, I'm excited. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, Matt Baloney is. I've joined up with this uh, dope new media company called Puck. Mm-hmm. Folks can find mm-hmm. it at Puck.News, and I'm in great company. Julia Ayafi, Matt Baloney, uh, Baratunde mm-hmm. Thurston. And I think of it as a place where I can go long with my writing again. Uh, I used to have a column years ago at Fast Company. I got literally the last word in that magazine for three years. And I kind of mm-hmm. miss it. So what are you going to focus on? Because, you know, are, are you going to be an aggrieved person? Because that's a lot of successful newsletters. I mean, who, to be awake and aware in this era <laughs> I requires that, some level of, of aggravation, <laughs> of aggrievedness. Yes, that's true. That's true. In this preview period, folks can sign up. Uh, I'm calling it the easy stuff. Uh, the easy stuff dot news is the website people can go to, to get on my particular list uh, to kind of get a feel for what this is. And I focus on race, on tech, on democracy and on climate, a.k.a. the easy stuff. Oh, gosh, geez, that sounds heavy. So what are you writing about? What's your first debut episode? So, oh, my first piece. So. I think it's going to be about taxes, Kara. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I'm not entirely sure, That's but I had, I had a, uh, I had a, a realization mm-hmm. that the, the great tax evading efforts of our much lauded uh, wealthy people in this country is not really working out well for, for any of us. And that it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a tiny form of secession when people so grotesquely withhold from yes. common investment. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just think follow through. If you want to opt out and secede in that way, then you also opt out of like the court system or access right. to the FBI when, mm-hmm. you know, you get a sort of a malware situation You know, How do we uh, keep them off the roads? That's my question. How That's, do we keep them off the roads? I mean, roads? they're working on it. They prefer to move by rocket now, I hear. Oh, true. But, uh, That's true. Last yeah. I checked, it was uh, also our air, community cool. air. So it's going to be so like very serious topics, heavy duty stuff. So long pieces, short pieces, what's your... They'll vary in length. And it's a new, you've done enough new media startups mm-hmm. to know that... I have. Everything I'm saying now is subject to change, right? Yeah. It looks like it's off to a good start. <laughs> it feels like it's off to a good start. I mean, I get asked to talk about all those topics, literally. Yeah. I, I do a lot of public yeah. speaking 
And then right. I tweet, of course. You waste it on Twitter and they don't pay you. Right? Exactly. And this, I think right? it's good. It helps me think. I actually am one of those people who thinks through my fingertips uh, at times. And so to actually get back into writing in this mode, uh, I'm excited to just go long good. on stuff. Just that's take whatever beyond, you have on Twitter and then put it there. Like, yeah. Or the things I would say on MSNBC, yeah. but you know, there's never enough time on cable news. No, like, exactly. Even though all they have is time. <laughs> Aminato so told me that about, she took everything on Twitter and she put it into her thing. Anyway, yeah. it's a really great thing. It's very exciting and people can sign up for it, but let's yeah. get into what's going on. We have a lot of things to talk about, big stories and small ones, but just speaking of someone who's sort of putting himself out there, Rudy Giuliani has joined Cameo. We're very excited. He's currently charging $375 though when he launched the page, his price was 199 which I thought was a much better price. Other celebrity prices for comparison, Donald Trump Jr., $500. Sean Spicer, $199. Stormy Daniels, $250. There's lots of prices on these things. Um, obviously, Giuliani is reportedly broke. Now, you can make some dough doing these things, but he also that's the more important thing. He faces a $1.3 billion lawsuit from Dominion Voting System over defamation, and the judge just let that one go forward. And that's a lot of cameos. That's a lot. It's a beautiful country we live in when yeah. people who explicitly try to overthrow an election and bring yeah. democracy to a he was crashing just kidding. halt. He told the FBI. Uh, can monetize, can monetize yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's what we call uh, yeah. a free market. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm looking for, I, I'm surprised he started with Cameo and not OnlyFans. Just oh, given yeah. his work in Borat, I thought he might try to get a little <laughs> bit more a porn joke. money. making Stormy Dandles. Yeah, I, I'm also hoping he uses total landscaping background just no, for all the videos. Can you make people say things on yes. Cameo? Well, kind of. They don't have to. Like, oh. they may not realize. There's been a couple where they've said things they don't realize what they're saying and got in trouble. I forget. There's. I, I did, a, I did a, a, a sway. I did a sway with the CEO and we talked about it. There okay. was a couple times. And then the guy who was a soup Nazi wrote me a mean letter because of something. I forget. They keep telling how much he's making their soup Nazis making a lot of money. Are you on um, Cameo? No, I'm not. they wanted me to go, but then I'm like, I, I don't want to make messages to people. I can't do it. I can't. I don't have time. I don't. And it's like it's lucrative. It's lucrative. I would pay for curmudgeonly Kara uh, <laughs> to reluctantly wish well. me a happy birthday. Oh, happy fucking birthday! I can. You know what? <laughs> exactly. If you want me to do that, I will call tape it for you and then do it. Happy birthday! All right, birthday. good. All right, uh, for free. What would you pay for Rudy Giuliani? These, these, these. Let me just before I say. It. These things are really interesting because they it's a way for celebrities to monetize things and yeah. interesting and unusual celebrities for one. It's also to have this relationship with fans. And I think the fan person, now he's not someone you want to be a fan of. You're almost are like a or non-fan of his. And that's what the funny part is. But this relationship between fans and their and their and the people who love them, fans and the, and the celebrities and the fans and other different people is very interesting to me. That's what you're going to be doing with with your thing at Puck and people are fans of you, for example. They, they are. I will not be doing kind of custom birthday messages. No, no, uh, I get though. that. I get That's that. the different. I mean, I, when I was trying to think quickly about what I would want to hear from Rudy Giuliani, it's a small list of words that like I would what? want to hear in a I certain order. I'd want him to, I, I would pay Rudy Giuliani to say, uh, Joe Biden is the duly elected president of the United States oh, of America. Uh, yeah. The vaccines are effective. I've taken yeah. it and I encourage everybody who's a patriot to take yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry for everything. I, I would I would actually, I he, think I believe in really incentives for positive me? behavior. So uh, I think I, I don't we know. could I'm chip in a Michael, fund. Michael yeah. Wolf book. He sounds like he's like a sad, drunken man. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of these characters are sad. I think he's damaging. I think he's awful. Yeah. I think he should go away. But part of me is like, oh, what a sad, pathetic, drunken 
broke man. That's a very humane interpretation. I can't stand him and yeah. I hope he goes away. You know, I, as, as I said to, I said one time when I was mad uh, at Rupert Murdoch about something, I think I said something like, you can't die soon enough. You said that to his face? <laughs> I did. He couldn't, he couldn't hear me. <laughs> it was at a party, but the person next to him heard me. I just smiled and went, That's you know, cold. I did that head shaking thing. Cause he was like, you know, he had treated us so badly on our way out of Dow Jones. I won't go into it. It's a long, horrible story, but he had, he had said something like, Oh, we should have lunch soon. I'm like, no, I'm never going to have lunch with you and you can't die soon enough. <laughs> There's one, of, one of my political and comedic mentors was yeah. a man named Barry Crimmins. Uh -huh. And great satirist, uh, mm -hmm. died a few years ago, sadly, but he has a book out that I hope people check out. It's called Never Shake Hands with a War Criminal. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. about uh, Henry Kissinger, uh, but about a lot oh, more yeah. than that. It's Another just, one. I think He's you still, had he your had a birthday. Had like not shaking hands with a war criminal moment yeah. there with Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> I just, he just was like acting like nothing happened. He, he does that to a lot of people. A friend of mine who he fired was like, oh, what happened with us? He's like, you fired me. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's literally above it all. He's above it all. There's bodies everywhere. Yeah. He doesn't know which ones he but shot. He doesn't do not. the murders himself. Yeah, the murders. He does the murders <laughs> himself. Let's just say. Speaking of which, the CDC now recommends that pregnant people get the COVID vaccine. Less than 25% of pregnant women have received at least one shot of the vaccine. The FDA is expected to authorize booster shots imminently. I think it's critically important, but the problem is so the CDC and others are messaging so confusingly. I think it creates an opening for anti-vax type of people to say, see, look at this, see, look at this whether it's masks or whether it's anything else. There's one voice I trust above all on uh, this Who pandemic, uh, Dr. Michael Osterholm. Mm -hmm. I, I heard him on Joe Rogan, May oh, okay. 11th, 2020. Right. And then right. he's got his own podcast now, very straight shooting, Midwestern, like doesn't amp things up, doesn't, mm -hmm. and admits his mistakes. So if anyone's looking for solid info and there are reasons to have all kinds of questions because mm -hmm. things are changing constantly and I don't envy the CDC, because COVID's like, psych, doing spin moves on us, you know, right, and like right. launching, right, you know, variant attacks and whatnot. Uh, it is. So with that, I'm glad I did a little bit of reading about how they came about the decision around mm -hmm. pregnancy. I have uh, know a number of people in my life who have been or planning on or were pregnant during COVID. And it was terrifying to not know. And so yeah. they're doing more long-term studies. They've got real data in to not just say you can, but you should. And they're going to continue studying the children after to see if they even inherit some of the immunity. Uh, yeah, but I, I hope it can urge a few more folks to get the jab. Well, it, it's interesting because people are, you know, there's there's a good story in the Atlantic about, you know, not lumping everybody together. I'm so furious at the people who aren't yeah. vaccinated, even if they're dying. I'm like, you know what? You if you before none of us had a chance, now you have a choice, essentially. But it's sometimes you have to sort of sort them out. People that are truly confused and and don't understand it. And that is legitimate versus people are who just have these conspiracy theories about Bill Gates or whoever the heck it is. And so it's a really problematic thing, which gets us into our big story. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Rand Paul have both been suspended from social media this week. Greene was booted from Twitter for the fourth time after tweeting the FDA, quote, should not approve the COVID vaccine. Meanwhile, on YouTube, Rand Paul claimed that masks were ineffective in fighting COVID-19, leading to his suspension from the site. Their suspensions will last seven days. Green is one suspension away from a permanent ban, according to Twitter, which I'm sure she'll be doing really soon. She's obviously active on Getter, which I have been on lately for reasons you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Twitter is state-run social media. They ban me for 
uh, O-N-W, one week. She can't spell one week for telling the truth. Paul said Google and YouTube are becoming an arm of the government. Paul also revealed last week that his wife bought stock and drug maker behind a COVID treatment. His disclosure comes 16 months late per congressional rules regarding stock trading, which is, of course, he's trying to make money off it while also insinuating there's problems with it. His is at Brown Mass, but he has lots of other things he says. So if she gets a fifth ban, will Twitter follow through and actually ban her for good? What do you think about this? I, I think the age of accountability is expanding uh, mm-hmm. and, and landing more firmly upon us. And I believe they will. I also believe she'll raise a lot of money off of it. Yes, exactly. She will perform victimhood very well uh, mm-hmm. as she's talented at doing. Speaking of aggrieved. Yeah, aggrieved. performance art to yeah. the shenanigans from, from yeah. the right wing uh, around yeah. all this stuff. And I tolerate a little bit of it because politics can be theater. Humans mm-hmm. can be silly. Sure. But when we're talking about you know, this pandemic, which has killed 615,000 just in the U.S. and is ripping the world apart and tearing mm-hmm. families apart. I would hope that that would be off limits. My hope is misplaced, obviously, because it's yeah. not. But it's just it's below any kind of line of decency. And I don't yeah. have much tolerance or patience for people who I know know better. Yeah. They're smart enough. They, they have access. They're members of Congress. They're senators like they get the best intel and the best info. So they're going out of their way to play dumb, to play loose with the facts. And that's influencing people and hurting the country. You call it political theater, but is is it helpful for, there there have been several stories about whether they're going to sort of hang COVID around these people's necks, essentially, um, because now they have a choice. And it's really interesting because this is a vaccine that Donald Trump wants total credit for, of course, whatever. But he doesn't really. He doesn't, but he does, he, right? He has opportunities. You know, he yes. he has media moments. He's got his blog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's got, you know, his underpopulated rallies. And he could be out there affirmatively encouraging the people who clearly do what he says. Yeah, they storm the, the Capitol in his name. Mm-hmm. I think they'll inject some science into their bodies if he said so. So no, he don't. is underutilizing his power. Well, what he for used good. it for this week was yeah. Ashley Babbitt calling her a hero, essentially, which was crazy. You know, just another crazy what thing. A, so, what a waste uh, of power that that person. Yeah, I don't think is he has and any was goals, a waste of power, self-aggrandizement at this uh, point. But what do they? What does Twitter do in these situations? I mean, for example, I had a really interesting discussion. If if Trump runs for president, if he wins, and I said, God forbid, to myself internally what would happen to twitter can they not can they keep him off but they're gonna they're gonna throw her off she's gonna she is she loves this whole game they're playing with her but what do they do when these people are continually doing this stuff sort of walking up to the line crossing it coming back and things like that i i want to live in a world where twitter doesn't have such concentrated power to have such impact on our society yeah we don't live there yet hopefully Things that are happening on the regulatory front will help us get there. They're not that big, though. No. Nope. Like Facebook is much bigger. And then I want to live in a place where they stick by it. You know, they, mm-hmm. we, ha- we, we allegedly live in a rule of law. Nobody's above the law. Right. That's right. kind of a premise of American societal membership. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like rules applied equally. So yeah. it should not be interpreted as it will be, but it should not be interpreted mm-hmm. as political if you mm-hmm. violate. Now, where they gotten themselves into trouble historically is that they were so focused on technical engineering, they let the social impact go mm-hmm. completely off the rails. And then they were very selective. And then they walked forward and then they walked backwards. 
and they lost credibility, much yeah, like some very, people describe the CDC. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so yeah. I get it. But uh, we can always expect more and better. And so I expect more and better from Twitter. And I think they've started to demonstrate more and better. So I, I encourage more and continued consistent enforcement of you the You know rules. what I think? Yeah. I think elected officials shouldn't trade stock or be on social media. Oh, <laughs> well, the trading stock thing. I'm with you there. I know. They're, oh, God, they always do this. This they is a racket within a racket that they got going racket, on in D.C. Man. now. Paul is really quite a loathsome character. Uh, but I need someone to yell at on Twitter. So if you took all the politicians off, then you're really reducing the value proposition of this platform. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So when she calls it, though, you did mention the state-run social media. Uh, it, it is not. Let me just be clear. You don't have to be on Twitter. You don't have to be on Facebook. You don't have to be on YouTube. The problem is size. Is, yeah. abs- is the fact that there's no alternates. And by the way, Marjorie, you can go over to Getter. Go over with your people over well, on Getter. This, and this and- is extremist right-wing thinking coming back to bite mm-hmm. them in the butt. Twitter yeah. is my pillow. Twitter mm-hmm. is uh, the Christmas tree, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Hobby yeah. Lobby company, right? Twitter right, right, is a right. private business. that, And they they will defend a private business's right to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. They will defend against a private business right to discriminate against black people. But Mm -hmm. if they get subject merely to the rules of the platform, they cry foul. It's government run. So either you believe in private property rights or you don't. Yeah. That's it. That is absolutely true. That is 100% true. I think what's what's happened, though, is the idea of what a public square has been changed, right? And so people consider it the public square. And the fact is, these people in Silicon Valley are just making these decisions, and they're so haphazard about how they do it. I think that's the problem. And it's by nature has to be haphazard because it's just it's everything coming at you at once from people who are have no abilities to handle this. And by the way, I don't think I could. Like, how could I? I mean, I could. I'm like, you know, you're off. You're on. Like, I would have no problem. (laughs) I love the faith in yourself. Why? Because I said so. (laughs) The judge has ruled. Here comes the judge. Because I said so. Judge Swisher. Because I said so. That would be my. I'm giving you no good reason. There is no transparency. I just decided to do it because I'm in power. We're in production for season three of How to Citizen. Most of my focus is on that podcast, and it's going to be all about tech and like how we design spaces and uses of mm-hmm. tech that actually help us show up as citizens. I just had an right. interview with someone this morning about this. Uh, so mm-hmm. teaser, there's good news on this front. There are people okay. designing. Basically, we're all living in private spaces and we forgot about the need for intentionally mm-hmm. designed spaces for the public. And so we're using That's somebody right. else's lawn when we should kind of build something and, and mix up where we spend our time. That's We have libraries, we have parks. We don't just hang out at the mall. Most of yeah, us. Yeah, it's true. Also malls it's are true. dying, but... Yeah, also died. <laughs> no, there's still a <laughs> you know, few. There's still a few. I had to go to okay. the Spectrum store with my in-laws to help okay. them combine their broadband. It's, it's a whole thing. That's what okay. I, part, right. I'm part-time the, IT administrator. I covered retail for the Washington Post <laughs> in the 90s, right before I started coming to the internet, and they were dying then. So yeah. in any case, we're tuned in. Let's go on a quick break. Okay. When we come back, we'll talk about what the new census means for national elections and take a listener mail question. Support for this show comes from Virgin Atlantic. Let's talk travel. Whether you're setting off on a business trip or taking that well-deserved summer vacation, we're always so focused to getting to our destination that we forget to embrace the journey. Well, when you fly Virgin Atlantic, it serves as a reminder that a memorable trip begins right from the moment you check in. That's why they offer loads of special touches to truly elevate your time in the sky, such as in-flight movies, music, TV, and podcasts that you actually can't wait to dive into. 
a snack bar that you can help yourself to at any time, and an iconically British high tea high up in the clouds. They've got these little salt and pepper shakers that you're encouraged to pocket as your first souvenir. And if you're feeling really fancy, how about a wine tasting experience at 38,000 feet? Uh, so really, we're just getting started. From their brilliant next-level service to the food, the entertainment, the planes, the clubhouse, the crew, and so much more, these are just a few of the many special touches that make me love flying with Virgin Atlantic. And I do. I fly Virgin Atlantic a lot. Check out virginatlantic.com for your next trip to London and beyond and see for yourself how traveling for business can always be a pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, Baratunde, we have another big story. The U.S. Census Bureau has released updated population data, which will be used to draw new voting districts across the country and could determine control of the House in 2022. The under-18 population is likely majority non-white for the first time ever. In 2010, during the last uh, census update, Republican state legislatures redistrict most of the country to their advantage. So what do you think this means? Because, and by the way, because you're non-white doesn't mean you're going to vote any certain way, by the way. And it, there's been a lot of surprises all across the country in yeah. different areas. But what do you, t- talk a little bit about this. Does, does it change Texas and Florida blue states? A lot of growth is coming from New York and California. So where do you, where do you, what do you think about these? I, the first thing I want to say is thank you to everybody who worked to try to get us an accurate census count. Mm-hmm. In any Remember, forgot decade, the Trump stuff. that's hard to do with COVID. And with the former president, it was even harder. And I know mm-hmm. people are out there struggling to count all of us so that we can like live together and choose our future mm-hmm. together and elect our politicians and do the things we're supposed to do. So thank you, census.gov. Thank you, government. Thank you, people who volunteered. Thank you, influencers, like everybody who tried to help make sure we were all counted uh, as we the people. In terms of the impact of all this, Kara, I, I want to live in that world where people compete for my vote fairly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I like the whole level playing field and I love competition. It's great. It makes us sharper. We have a problem where the same people who tried to overturn the last presidential election and encouraged insurrection, the same people mm-hmm. spreading all this COVID misinformation and leading to death, right? They're, they're aiding and abetting a pandemic. That same faction is now trying to rewrite the rules of our electoral system. And control system. them. And control and them. Because the GOP will control yeah. redistricting in 20 because, states that contain but because 187 they don't, House seats. It, 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 it's, yeah. a, it's, the, it's a show of strength that reveals a deeper weakness. They don't believe mm-hmm. in themselves. They don't, they don't believe in the product that they're selling. Right. If it's this anti-competitive behavior, right. It kind of, if you, if sure, you but ha- they control, it, they control the state legislatures right. in growing states like they, Texas, they do, Florida, but, North Carolina. But they're abusing the power that they have in that control. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have any party choosing its voters. Democrats have done this gerrymandering nonsense in the past before. Republicans have perfected it with the technology they have to now optimize mm-hmm. a map for disenfranchisement. And then they've yeah. stacked the courts and they've got the U.S. Congress in their pockets as well, because most of these House members were elected after Obama. Like 80 percent of the Republican House is post-Obama, a lot of white grievance right. type Republicans. And they've mm-hmm. co-signed on this lie about the last election and used that to make it harder for us to have our voice. 
That's whack. That's my well, eloquent at, conclusion. At the same That's time, let's, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back. Well, there's two interesting things. One yeah. is Trump increased his voting share with Latino voters in 2020 versus 2016. Yeah. We all know that. Um, at the same time, the census is expected to show the population of white people shrinking for the first time to below 60%. So there's just and it's there's all these very interesting yeah. signs of where people are moving from New Yorkers are leaving for Florida. I don't know why they would leave such effective government in New York State. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? We Scott and I always joke about it is that they all these people say we're moving to Florida because effective government, but it's like you don't leave there's much more effective it's government more elsewhere with higher moves. taxes. <laughs> yes, taxes. It's, as you just were talking about taxes. But what does that mean if they have this amount of control? They can control the courts, they can control Congress, they can control redistricting. I, I, and they control governorships. I think it's terrifying. I think we have a two-party system, which isn't what mm -hmm. I would choose to live under, but it's what I've been born into and currently live under. And one of those parties has leaned strongly toward authoritarianism, toward throwing people's votes in the garbage, right? They're still mm -hmm. challenging certified election results, still. So I don't trust their motives because they made their motives clear after January 6th. It's just, January 6th is still here. I'm still, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sorry I'm harping on it, but... Not since 1812, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to bring up that old stuff because it's the same characters who are using that as a justification to abuse their power and keep themselves in it. And mm -hmm. we shouldn't be living that way. We just shouldn't be living that way. So I, I think it, re it, it reveals a lack of faith in their message and their product and their beliefs. I think it's terrifying because they, in many cases, have the power to do it. You see these Texas Democrats having to flee the state. Mm -hmm. To try yep. to slow yep. down with something that feels kind of inevitable, unless, yep. and there's, I always come with the good news, Kara, the For the People Act. There is, mm -hmm. there is federal legislation pending that can put the kibosh on a lot of this nonsense. It won't solve that every problem. may not pass, probably unlikely. But if, if, if the influential listeners of the Pivot podcast would use a <laughs> modicum of that influence to call up their elected official and say, get off your butt and preserve my voice. And then we duke it out you know, fairly. But this whole like land grab for power and this disenfranchisement, we're moving in the wrong direction. And we like to think of ourselves as a nation of progress, but I'm not feeling good <laughs> about the way the Republican Party today is doing this. Texas uh, House Speaker just signed a civil arrest warrants for 52 Democratic lawmakers. The lawmakers fled last month to prevent the GOP from passing yeah. a bill that would impose voting restrictions. The warrants came hours after the state Supreme Court blocked a restraining order that protected the Democrats. So it's the courts and the House and the thing. So it's a very it's a very dicey situation because some of the census sort of bears this out, bears this idea of people shifting and moving around and going to places. But it, it, um, it, what it, will be powerful? So it, what states become really powerful in this? Is it Florida, so, so, Texas? So yeah, power is shifting to the South and to the West, right? We see New mm -hmm. England, I think it was something like 42 of the 62 counties in New York State lost population. Mm -hmm. There's a greater yes. concentration around cities in general versus rural mm -hmm. areas because of the way our economy has screwed so many people. Uh, it didn't have yep. to be that way, but it is. And folks are migrating into fire-prone areas and hurricane-prone areas, but you know these yeah. new areas nonetheless. It, the, the, the political outcome of the migration doesn't have to foretell who wins elections, right? People moving to what seem to be reddish, purplish states, maybe they don't even vote. Maybe they mm -hmm. vote and get super active. Maybe the legislature there makes it harder for them to vote so they don't actually have the ability to mm -hmm. exercise their political power. Or maybe the majority will of the people who live there still isn't exercised because the politicians are going to do what they're going to do. So, so it's not to me an obvious 
we don't read the census results and then project the presidency in 2024 or 2028, et cetera. We have a lot of moves in between migration and political power. You have your own feeling about it? My, here's what I want, you know, because I, I don't like predicting because I'm almost certainly sure. going to be wrong. I'm going to make you predict. But I'm end, very clear about what I want. I want okay. all these people. I know a number of people who have moved to Texas, especially the Austin mm-hmm. area. And they, they like to mm-hmm. talk a lot of trash to California and New York on the way out the door. And the yes, same with do. Florida. And one of your co-hosts yeah, does the same thing. Shut up. Yeah. Be active when you get there. Yeah. Right. A lot of folks, you know, do your homework on a place and folks don't realize, oh, it's much harder to access family planning services in this state. Yeah. Oh, Oops. The, the, the moves that these folks are making, Kara, they're taking the voting certification away from cities and counties and doing it at the state level. They can mm-hmm. overturn a local elected officials, a local elected decision. Right. Understand that when you get to these states and, and fight it. Don't just go there because you like the weather or you don't like the tax rate where you left. Become a member of society yeah. there too. Then yeah. I think we can, the country will be all right in certain ways in that sense, because folks will be citizens where they live. Um, that's what I want to see. I, I don't, will Texas become more powerful than New York? Probably in the long run. This country's changed a lot and it will continue to change. But the political yeah. fortunes, that's still up to us. I feel like climate change is going to really determine everything eventually. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, are we, are we going to talk about the IPCC? Did you already do that this week? And no, we didn't, but we can. It can be part of You can. Please we, please include it here. Go right ahead. So it's, it's look, this is like a multi-thousand this is, this is a, page the UN, yeah. yeah, Yes, this is a UN report on the climate, which is essentially we're fucked. Really? I think <laughs> that's, that's pretty much That is kind of the headline. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's an amazing joint effort to get the governments and scientists of like 192 countries to sign off on one document. That feels like we have very few things to celebrate in terms of multilateral anything. So yay. And then you read the content, you're like, oh dear. Oh dear. It's not great. So yeah, we're going to be suffering. And I think one of the things I've been, maybe you have a similar set of people where you're trying to like optimize for a climate future you know is coming. So you're like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't live here because uh, the fires, maybe right. I won't get there. And, and one of the There's sub headlines no of this report is it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. This is, it's, 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 it go. won't ever be fully equal opportunity. Like COVID wasn't either. Yeah. Money will help, yeah. but it won't stop it. And no. so if you don't have wildfires, you'll have smoke from somebody else's wildfires, right? Yep. If you don't have floods, you'll have migrating, you know, growing areas because of floods. Food. So we're yeah. all in this thing together. And, yeah. and they're, the scientists are getting about as agitated as I've seen them since the March for Science. Yeah. Did you know I'm getting in a spaceship with Elon Musk and leaving? Just so you know. <laughs> Wait, no, is this breaking news? Are we? Are no, we? He's, he's, <laughs> okay. he's the only one that hasn't gone up in a spaceship and done That's a billionaire right. roundabout. Right. Yeah, he's, he's happy he to send others. Stupid. I also think SpaceX's uh, efforts in this are... He doesn't, more solid, shall we say? Like yes, they're an actual not, business versus a vanity project. He does want to get us to Mars and make us a spacefaring nation, but he doesn't think he should do like a little ride, fly by the United the, the world. No vanity That's rides. He doesn't care. Yeah, climate, climate. To your point, climate will have a massive impact on the politics of yep. of this country yep. and the whole world. But they seem to yeah. be denying them. Of course, That's it's as as you know, Ron DeSantis doesn't look like someone who's going to get up and say we no, need to do something about climate. No, but there's something flooding. interesting. So I've been traveling. I've spent a lot of time around the country this summer filming. I'm doing this PBS mm-hmm. program. It won't be out till mm-hmm. next summer. So even the title may change. But I've I've had a chance to interact with folks I don't get to, and or folks right. I might just think a certain and thing about due to social. You feel good. The lang- we use different words. Uh, I'll be real yeah. about that. 
but everybody's feeling the impact and everybody wants yeah. us to do something about it. And yeah. that's a different place to be. The loudmouth yep. politician who's like trying to appease a former president may never yeah. say the right things, but the mayors, the county executives, the, the local judges, they'll call it erosion, right? right. They'll call it accelerated yeah. erosion. They'll call it, uh, there's some other technical term for like land loss underwater sub something. I, mm -hmm. I don't remember the science, but they will say we have to do something about it. We need to raise money to do something about it. We need to yeah. build a, a barrier or get more infrastructure. And thankfully yeah. we have, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's almost actual infrastructure week, which is, is well, one exciting. of the things that's real, uh, it is infrastructure week is almost <laughs> yeah. there, but you know, it's really, it's a really interesting question of who's going to cut up and say it or else we're going to sort of live in this. I'm, I'm looking up the movie. Uh, oh, the day after tomorrow? The day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's it. One of my favorite. That's a great movies. documentary. I yeah. feel like I know. I feel like we're in that. And then you know who the vice president guy is like, what are we worried about? And then later he's like, okay, I should have been worried. Like, and they're all living in Mexico essentially. I, I look, I don't like, I don't need the shot and fraud moment. Mexico. I, I don't need yeah, I don't either. someone who uh denied the effectiveness of the vaccine to yeah. suddenly clamor for it on their deathbed. That does not make no, me feel good. And I don't need not. someone who denied climate science to yeah, say, I was super wrong about the climate science, lash me 50 times in public, take your pot shots, have your way. Yeah. And just let's move forward. Let's make the right no, investment you're... choices now. Let's upgrade our grid. Let's go electric. Let's decarbonize. Let's go. You're a better person than me. When I see those days of people like, oh, I should have, I'm like, mm. That's all I say. Of course, mm. there's a little satisfaction. I can't. In it. I'm not I above can't. I don't have satisfaction. Instinct. I'm like, move along. Like, good, enjoy the next life. I don't you know what I, I feel like a terrible person. This whole thing has put me into a terrible zone. I'm like, I should feel like, oh, for the grace of God, go ahead. And I thought, mm, good luck. Like, I, I, I feel terrible. One of the darkest thoughts, since we're acknowledging our, our shadow <laughs> selves, one of the, yeah. one of the darker well, thoughts I had, and it was really a question too, which is if vaccination and essentially effective public health become partisan issues where mm -hmm. Democrats follow CDC recommendations and wear in 95s mm -hmm. and keep distance and get vaccinated and Republicans don't, then that party is literally killing itself. That's, that's not good, right? It's, it's, no. it's any loss of life is terrible. Avoidable loss of life more so. No. Avoidable partisan loss of life is sick. It is. And it's like, what is your, you're willing to literally lead your people to slaughter, yeah, to score a rhetorical point bye. and raise some money. I'm always like, bye. <sighs> Don't let the door hit you on the That's, way out. We are, we are far gone. I feel gone terrible I for saying that, that but yeah. I do think about that. But speaking of don't let the door hit you on the way out, let's listen to a listener question. Roll tape. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you, you've got mail. Hey, Kara, this is David in Texas. The Washington Post reported this week that Chris Cuomo advised Governor Andrew Cuomo and the governor's staff on matters pertaining to the Elder Cuomo sexual harassment scandal. Some have found this advisement to be ethically problematic. And in the same vein, listeners may recall CNN clips of the Cuomo brothers' lighthearted and sometimes humorous report during the spring of 2020, when Chris was supposed to be interviewing his brother on New York State's pandemic response. One wonders if more hard-hitting journalism might have hastened revelations of, for instance, New York's systematic underreporting of nursing home deaths, a separate scandal in which Governor Cuomo has been implicated. Given your long history in the media realm, I'd like to know what you think CNN should do about Chris Cuomo, if anything. 
And I'm curious if you think this is emblematic of any deeper problems with cable news or journalism more broadly. What are your thoughts? Thanks, Kara. What a nice person from Texas. Very See? nice. All these nice- I, like, I like the Here's sound the deal, of the voice David. there. It's good. David, they should fire him. I don't have any qualms about saying that. I think it's astonishing how much he participated. You saw someone like Roberta Kaplan have to leave because of it. They really need to give him responsibility for what he did here. And I find it objectionable and ethically problematic, I think is a nice way of putting it. Um, I think it's, he should be fired. I think they won't, but I think they will not fire him because he's super popular and their ratings are declining. And a lot of that stuff that he did around COVID early on was highly entertaining, but you're right that hard-hitting journalism was ignored, especially with the underreporting of COVID, of nursing home deaths. I think he should be fired. The Cuomo Brothers Comedy Hour uh, brought a lot of us some relief, but it came at a cost. I really, David, that's a smart, that's a smart-ass question because it also gets to kind of like the nationalization of the news, not like a government takeover, but just examining things at a national level without any depth. And like local reporters, they know who Andrew Cuomo is. Local politicians, you know, one of my good friends, Disclosure, is a Democratic state senator in the state of New York. He's been publicly on, this Gustavo Rivera, look him up. He's been publicly on about this governor. I've had him on my shows in the past Mm -hmm. talking about this governor is not good for voting rights in the state. This governor is not good for anything progressives have ever wanted or just sound government. And the intimidation tactics that are suddenly be spilling out into full view. He's been trying to get somebody's attention to talk about it for a while. And folks were happy to have a little comedy sideshow when we also yeah. had no real president. Uh, so it's not yep. just the it media. It was adorable. It's the, whole, yeah. it's the whole environment. But man, what that opportunity cost? Because instead of yeah. getting to the bottom of these stories, we papered over abuse, you know, collectively. We, yeah. Right. And that's, that should be reckoned with. And I don't even, I haven't watched much well, what do you of think? CNN. Should he be fired? Have they even should acknowledged that that shouldn't no, have happened? They, well, you know, I interviewed uh, Jake Tapper about it and he was like, this was problematic. He was, you could tell he wanted to say what an asshole yeah. uh, about Chris Cuomo. But, you know, he was trying to be a good corporate citizen at the same time, at least indicate he has a problem with it. Here's the thing. If you're going to yammer on about Sean Hannity advising the president mm-hmm. and Tucker Carlson who's really, you know, such a ghoul. Like, it doesn't matter. You cannot ignore this. You cannot. And when someone was telling me, they were, I, I got a lot of stuff where it was from a media point of view, like, Kara, you didn't do attack this person for this, or you didn't attack the, you know, Cuomo got, had to leave and Trump didn't. Well, you know what? We take out our trash. That's the way, that's how I say it. <laughs> we take out our trash. That's what we do. Yeah, no, and we we're going to keep taking out our we trash. We shouldn't seek to and, get away with as many crimes yes. as the other side. Well, right? what about this person? I'm like, if I, you know, if I think John Hannity is a, you know, a 10 car traffic accident on the 495, this guy is the same thing. Yeah. And I'm sorry, he shouldn't have done it. It's just, it, 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 maybe it's not the same level as Doug Carlson, but this is a cut and dried issue. It's the same I alone can fix it energy. It's the yeah. same authoritarian tendencies. The You know, I lived in New York for 12 years and several of those years were during the de Blasio Cuomo wars. He must be doing a jig, de Blasio. Which is unproductive, you know, for the people of New York. And mm-hmm. this turf war... The way Cuomo did this subterfuge-like deal with the Republican Party to undermine the will of the people in his own state. Dirty, dirty business. But, you know, we didn't have 
the best reporting to get it out to the widest. There was some great reporting, but most of the country never heard it, so they could become Cuomosexuals instead. Yeah. Oh, now those so t-shirts it, aren't selling very well. There's a cost. I kind of want to buy one now. Well, you should be forced to wear, I think. I think, I, think I want to buy one now for like history. Like, it'll, it'll be like your Cosmo.com swag. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, or tab or something yeah. like I have a can of tab somewhere in a box. Maybe it'll end up in a future season of Stranger Things when nostalgia from That's this right. era is peak. That pop is culture. exactly right. But let's just say if I say fired. What do you think? I, they won't do it. Jeff's I don't think they it. will. And, and, you know, it's so funny. I'm hesitating to say he should be fired. I think that that mm -hmm. advising him does cross a bigger line. I was still so heated about the comedy oh hour. Any, and this any, is news to me. You'd hearing, be fired from almost every yeah. news organization for this. So it's this not, just like, you know, it's not journalism. It's not ethical. Mm -hmm. And you should know better. So I guess- He should, said, he should say, bro, I can't help you. I'm yeah. sorry. And he'll help find you. another job. You know what? Maybe he'll end up yeah. on Cameo. Yeah, maybe so. With Rudy, the two of them. I would pay for they that. They could do a show I together. Would. The two of them. Maybe they could I wouldn't heal take the country. An, I wouldn't take an Andrew Cuomo one. Not in a second, but I would take a Chris Cuomo Chris, one. Chris, no, we're right. talking Chris. I don't want to hear nothing yeah. from Andrew ever. Yeah, again. I think we we all sort of in, in reaction to Trump fell for that act and it was bullshit as many things are in life. But if we're, we take out our trash, that's all I got to say. Yeah. All right, Baratundi, one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. Oh, my favorite. Okay, Baratundi, each week we like to make a prediction. It can be about anything, and you get to make it. I want something good. Good. Okay. Uh, this just popped into my head, so this is not well planned or well thought out. All right. Thanks for planning. You got Go it. You got I Honestly, like, I would be, <laughs> I totally, I listen to the show all the time. I When you say yeah. we're going to hear listener mail, I heard you got, you got, you got mail, right? Like, that's <laughs> oh how God, much of a fan I am of the nice, show. Nice. And yet- I didn't remember yeah. that I should have come up with I a bet prediction. You, I bet you have a prediction in you. So now that I've uh, filibustered effectively and stalled yeah. uh, to try to parallel process, in the next year, hmm. we are going to see a real excitement, like a deeper level of excitement around electric vehicles that we haven't oh. quite seen yet. It has huh. been uh, the province of like environmentalists, very hmm. wealthy people, status flaunting, sort of virtue signaling types. Yep. A few cost cutters at the margin who understand how to work the tax credits and get a, a affordable car, but mostly it's these like premier high-end, very expensive cars. And I think folks are going to start to get a taste of this. And we get this infrastructure built through, that'll help provide some, some federal cover for like, this is a great thing. It's going to mm -hmm. become more of a cool thing. It's going to become oh. a strength thing. It's going to become a smart thing. And it's going to become the, the thing you do when you're buying a car. It'll be, it'll be increasingly weird to not choose an EV. So in the next mm -hmm. year, we're going to see that tip even more. It won't be a majority mm -hmm. in a year, but I want to give some kind of range where we're not going to be talking about fuel efficiency with electric cars anymore. I would say that is an interesting thing, except they've got to make them cheaper. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I've interviewed lots of people on this pre green premium. If it's not equal and it's come down, absolutely, no question with cars and in terms of what you get mm, and what you're not getting. But the green premium has got to be equal to the regular thing. And that's the, that's where, that's where the problem is. Well, and, um, and to really bring it back to citizening, if we could cancel the subsidies to the fossil fuel industry, which yes. clearly doesn't need our help, yes. right? No. They don't even know what to do with all their money. So I say, yeah. give it back. And then okay. we can use it to subsidize something that won't destroy our home planet. Yeah. But yeah, I'm crazy. True. I mean, 
I, I, or we're going to have Mitch McConnell making that. I was wrong about climate change speech while we're all living down in Mexico. He could take credit country. for it. I don't care. Just change your mind. Let's go. Uh, yeah, he's not going to. I think he's. What, what if we paid done. him to do it on Cameo? Oh, Mitch McConnell. I would. Hello, Carl. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> no one actually listens to him except senators. But, you know, if, if we could. I would it, pay for him. Yeah. I would right, pay. You, all right, I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah. Who else? Who would you say I'm going to pay for that? Who of all okay. the people? So not, I, I already. This I have thought about. Way okay. too long and All right. hard. All right. I want to know Sean Hannity's price. And I want to give Jeff Bezos to pay it. Those can happen. We already know. I, you and I both know enough people in this business to know that these fools yeah. do not believe what they're saying. They're mm-hmm. saying it because it Some gets them, them money. Yeah. Gets them influence, yes. audience, and money. So give them more money. Do it secretly. I don't really care the terms, right? I, again, I'm not, oh. I'm past the shot. So if you were as rich as Jeff Bezos, you'd go around and take Just people Just bribe them. They can, uh, if anybody's proven to... that can be bribed, right? It's these cats. So go to Hannity and he's, an, he's a great actor. He can cry on demand. He can pound the table yeah. and do it for Damn. the vaccine and do it for climate yeah. justice and do it for our future. And then he gets to pocket, give him a billion. I don't, Jeff Bezos has extra billions. It won't hurt does, him. And it'll probably help him. It'll relieve him of the burden of what yeah, to do Sean with that Hanny money. But then has a billion dollars, then he could turn around and do anything. He, no. he just he's gave 100 to Van Jones. He gave 100 to Jose Andres. Like, he's he willing did. to write big checks. So give yeah. a cool bill to Sean Hannity to stop slaughtering us. Yeah. Public service, bro. Public service. All right. I like that. So if, if Jeff Bezos came to you and gave you that, that's what you use your money for. I mean, I keep some for myself. <laughs> like, I want those cool new EVs <laughs> I just talked about. <laughs> I think my wife might want us to do something right. to the house. EVs. EVs. Yeah. All right. I like that prediction. But the, I, like I don't need prediction. a billion. That's, that's you know, I could round, uh, shave a teeny tiny bit off of that and then pay off the messengers of death. <laughs> mm, I feel like he's not going to do that. See, if I was that rich, I'd just have a lair and I would do things for my lair. I'd have an evil lair and I would, I would Your myself mind known. is so devious. <laughs> <laughs> and you enjoy it too. You, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah. Good for I you. Do. Self-love I do. is important. I don't know what to say. What do you want? Anyway, Baratunde, thank you so much for joining us. You've done a wonderful job It's today. always and, a pleasure. And you're 100% nicer than Preet was to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't By the way, Preet's prediction came true in two seconds. It was very good. What he did predicted he predict? that Cuomo. I said Cuomo was going to stick stick for longer because mm. he's such a Trumpy type of personality. And he said, no, he's going to be out right away. And he was out right away. I think he had inside knowledge. That's what I think. Happened. Yeah. What's, what's, Pre, is Pre, what's Pre mostly doing? I haven't heard that episode yet. What's he up to now? What's it, he doing? He's lots of things. He works for Vox Media. So he's Hello. podcasting, right? He's podcasting. He's doing things. He's being Preet. Being Preeting it up. Maybe he'll run for governor. Who knows? I mean, that'll be interesting. Who's going to run for governor of New right. York? Who's going to Well, be Tish the, James is obviously going to run for governor. Tish James yeah. and, the, and the lieutenant governor. It's always the AG uh, that brings running. down the governor. That runs. Hochul. She's running again, she said today. Okay. So she's going to run for the main office. You know, Cynthia Nixon might throw her, her hat in the ring again. She Who had, some, she had some great ideas. I uh, Yeah, she did. Yeah. So there's, and then Preet, there could be Preet. There's a lot of people. In, there's a lot of people that are going to throw their hat. Maybe Hillary Clinton again. Who knows? I'm just you know, it, 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 we can't do worse. <laughs> in New York True. State, the last four governors kind of left in some form of disgrace. I so. was just hugging them too hard. Oh, God. <laughs> that was my fate. I was like, get off. Like, right now. Get yeah. off the stage. Anyway, I want to thank you. Thank Pierre you. Tindy.
for joining us today. You can find him on his podcast, How to Citizen, yes. as well as read him on Puck. Can you, what is the name of it again so people can find? The Easy Stuff.news. That is the gateway the to Easy Stuff.news. Yes. Okay. And sign up for it. The, I have to tell you, Puck is really good and you should sign up for several Thank of you. them. You can sign up, you get all of them when you sign up. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a gateway to kind of who, who's your, um, who's going to welcome you to the party? Let me welcome you to the party. But you'll get to meet everybody at the party when we open. You are going to yeah. find something there. You are going to like a lot of people you find there. And it's very, it's useful. It's incredibly useful and sometimes funny. And uh, I have, I've enjoyed every single one of them almost. Not everyone, but almost all of them. Awesome. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is always a pleasure. I'm feeling more comfortable doing this. Uh, but I don't want Scott's job. So Scott, if you're listening, your job is secure as far as I'm concerned. No, it's not. It's not secure at all. Don't <laughs> that worry was, about That it. was your co-host. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, if there's a story in the news that you're curious about and want to hear on our opinion on, go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit a question for the show. All right, Baratunde, read us out. Today's show was produced by Lara Naiman and Evan Engel. Ernie Indradot engineered this episode. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify. Or frankly, wherever you're listening to podcasts, which you can clearly do if you hear the sound of my voice. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business.